what are the current conditions of the insurance industry right now as we speak? If you are an insurance producer, that is something that you should know. That's also the question that we posed to our preeminent producer coaches. And in this episode of the preeminent producer podcast, they are going to be discussing uh, some of the changes, some of the current conditions that they are personally seeing inside of the insurance industry. So let's dive in and hear what they have to say. Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics, sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive in. Yeah, so I'm seeing, I'm still seeing a lot of mergers and acquisitions in the independent insurance agency space. And that, as we've talked before, is creating a lot of opportunity uh, for insurance agents who have not been acquired to actually make a dent in the marketplace um, and, and compete. I think more effectively uh, on on coverages, on service, and basically do your best to take price off the table. I, I still think those mergers and acquisitions are, are still hot. Um, it amazes me that they continue on the pace that they are, but I do see that. And I think another uh, another uh, change to our industry recently has been um, the incorporation of a lot of these. Um, uh, uh, different types of technologies, be it you know artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. be it um, uh, uh, you know monitoring of of, of uh, vehicles and such, that are really impacting coverages uh, that either may be existing or are presenting opportunities for new coverages to be developed, and that's so important for agents to try to understand and be in the know. Uh, because as emerging risks happen, um, if you're not on top of that, someone else will be. And, and I think, again, those are those are two great opportunities for people in the independent insurance agency space right now that producers and, and business owners can take advantage of. You know, you know, Christian, you brought up a couple times there the word opportunity. And that's something that uh yeah, there's always going to be trends and changes, and it's kind of fast moving. But yeah, everybody should keep that in mind that change always creates opportunity, you know, if, if you can figure out how to find it and then leverage it. Mm-hmm. But as I say that, it also occurs to me that, you know, this industry is no different than a lot of things where the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I, I guess what I mean by that is, there's certain fundamentals that always stay the same to be a successful producer. That's never going to change. And that, you know, we've all experienced, you know, the, the industry cycle, hard market, soft market, you know, uh, more than once in our lifetime. So, so that, even though those are changes, it's still part of an overall, you know, pattern that, that really, that really hasn't changed. One other quick thing I'll, I'll just mention it's not really off the subject, but it's a little different tack on it. 
One thing I feel like I've noticed over more recent years is, and I could be all wet on this, but I, I, I think I've noticed this. In the old days, we used to, it seemed like it was easier and maybe even encouraged to establish really close working relationship with our carrier underwriters. Mm. And I almost sense, maybe I'm wrong, but I almost sense that carriers are intentionally trying to discourage that type of a relationship. I know I had a situation recently with a really good workers comp carrier that I worked really hard to place a lot of really good business and a lot of business with them over the course of a couple of years and with a particular underwriter, younger guy. But I kind of felt like I was sort of, you know, uh, educating him a little bit and really had this great relationship. And then I got a, you know, just a, a letter one day that, you know, we're rejiggering things here at ABC Insurance Company and, you know, uh, John Doe is no longer your underwriter. And I was like, man, all that work and all that business, and it's still on the books with that carrier, but it all kind of, and I, it just got me thinking that I, I think to some degree, I don't know, have you guys seen anything like that or am I all, am I crazy here? I don't know, maybe so, Matt. Um, you know, I was told a long time ago by an underwriter, a good underwriter that I had good rapport with. They underwrite the agency as well as the risk. So if a risk is being submitted by an agent that has a not a stellar reputation, that's one thing. If they're receiving a regular submission from an agent that they build trust with that knows what he or she is doing, I think it's a whole different, they look at that submission in a little different light. And I think, yeah. I, and I think insurance carriers are being more mobile. You know, when I complain about losing an underwriter, the response I get is, well, you know, she is moving up in her career and you want her to advance. Yeah, I do. Okay. Now she's becoming an underwriting supervisor. Um, but it is a problem. And, you know, we we build relationships with these people and those relationships are, are critically important. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about industry conditions a little bit from a little bit different standpoint of you producers who might be out there delivering what look like rate increases that are pretty substantial. Um, the other day, I had one that was a sizable one. I think it was a 21% premium increase due to rate increase and exposure increase. In other words, building property values up. I think it's really, really important for you as the producer to help people understand the what's going on in the marketplace right now. Yeah. It's easy for us to tell them about rate increases because of storms and distracted drivers and lawsuits, cost of medical and cost to replace things. I think everybody kind of gets that. So when you're delivering a renewal and you see a 21% premium increase, you need to really break that down into two numbers. What is the rate increase? Well, the rate increase is, is going to be, let's say, 5%. Okay. That's the rate increase. And that's the number I try to get my clients to focus mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. The rest of that is your benefit of us increasing property values to keep up with inflation. Now, yeah, they're going to write a check for 21% more than they did last year, but it's really important to separate those two things in the mind of the client. Yeah. The 5% rate increase does not benefit them in the least in their mind. You need to let them know that the rest of that is what really drives that it's a benefit to you. And it's helping keeping you in your co-insurance limits and all those other kind of things. 
Um, you know, I yeah. think the other thing, go ahead, Christian. No, Rick, I just wanted to, to jump in there because I think that, you know, we've all said things just now and I, and the link in all of this is what you just hit on, I think, because, you know, Matt talked about going back to basics. One of the basics that doesn't change is educating your clients. When you educate clients, they appreciate you. They don't have to be insurance experts, but they appreciate you. They understand what it is that they're buying. And that's what you're talking about is educating them. You know, when I talk about, you know, uh, um, uh, mergers and acquisitions happening in the independent insurance space, you know, that, that, that has another impact also on the amount of, uh, of agents out there who actually can sell products. You know, when, when, there's, when there's a smaller marketplace, unfortunately, you do see prices increase. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily what's happening, but that does also affect prices, as does some of these emerging risks. And you're right. You know, insurance companies are in the business to make money, but if they're being consistent with their rates and they're providing broader protection or, or more appropriate protection for today's exposures, you know, the best producers are those that explain it. And I think you're spot on as far as, you know, that's what needs to happen. And your your customers will appreciate that. Yeah. Right. You know, Christian, you're so, both you guys are so right on the subject of folk, zero in on rate. Make sure they understand rate versus premium and educating them. And speaking of clients appreciating that, I learned a lesson a long time ago when I was a very young producer that really stuck with me. I actually did something right in this case. <laughs> I had a client, good sized client. Man, I don't remember what happened, but I had information that the renewal premium and rate were going way up. Something out of my control, I don't remember the circumstances, but something told me, and this is probably, you know, 60 days prior to renewal. Rick, this kind of dovetails into your technique of setting up the renewal, you know, properly ahead of time. But some, my gut feel was I need to call this guy right now and tell him, you know, so I did. I had the conversation uh, over the phone with him. It was not in person. And at the end of that conversation, and that, so I, I educated, I explained what was going on and why we were just dealing with certain mathematical things here that were unavoidable, big rate increase. And at the end of that conversation, he said something along the lines of, well, you know, yeah, this is not good news, Matt, but you know what? I really appreciate that you called me right away and you didn't hide from this and, you know, and you know, so I actually scored some points for that. So my the lesson there for anybody, any of us uh, is, yeah, just deliver the news quickly. You know, don't, well, and, and don't deliver it. You know, we, we talked about quarterly meetings with clients and we're not yeah. going to go into that. That's a whole different thing. But at each one of those meetings, it's a good idea to talk about what's going on in their industry. OK, yeah. that's fine. That makes sense. Now, you need to tell them what's going on in my industry, in the insurance industry, because I want to tell you and don't be afraid the the market is changing there. And I had an underwriter years ago that I had placed a large wrap with him. And about two months later, I was going to do another large wrap. And, and, the, and I said, Tim, the, the, the rates are much, much higher. What's going on here? And and I'll take out the, the profanity. He said, you ever. Fill your car up with gas. Yeah, is it the is the price the same every time you fill up? No, it's a marketplace. It fluctuate. It, it there's fluctuation. It changes. 
So I think that's really important for us to do. Mm-hmm. Get our get our get your client prepared, as Matt just said. Springing them, springing that on them at the last minute is the worst thing we can do. Yes. And and they wanted as much advance notice as possible. The other thing that I think we're all kind of heading towards is this is a changing market. You need to educate people. Not all brokers are doing that. So this can create great opportunity for you younger producers that are trying to build your book of business. In other words, you could have some old veterans out there that just sit around on their laurels, don't get their clients prepared for this, aren't explaining the difference between rate increase and exposure increase, and they're just assuming this is going to be okay with the client, who now all of a sudden says, oh my God, I'm paying 21% more than I did last year. So changing marketplaces are, they do create opportunity for people who are really willing to work to know your state's numbers, know what your average rate increase is in your state and and use that to your advantage and ask those questions to your prospect. The old fashioned wedge stuff is that, hey, Christian, when your current broker came out, you know, and kind of set the tone of the renewal this year, what did he or she say about the change in in rates and what were some of their comments about the new marketplace? Right. Right. And be prepared. You know, that's that's good. That's going after new business and be prepared when they if they say to you, well, no, they have it, that you can, uh, even on that quick uh, uh, conversation, uh, Rick, you can educate them on that and show your differentiation by your knowledge. Knowledge is one of those differentiation factors. We talk about differentiating all the time uh, yeah. yourself from your competition, mm-hmm. but knowledge is one of those things that um, you have to be at a successful producer. You have to always be seeking additional knowledge because if not, someone's going to come along yeah. and they're going to outknowledge you. You don't have to be a you know you don't have to understand everything, but you sure as heck ought to understand what's happening in the industry. You know why you're different and and be able to have those conversations. So I think that's. Yeah. Uh, I hope the listeners take advantage of that. Yeah, well, think about going to your doctor, and, and you sit there with your doc and say, "Gee, this is what's going on." Your doc looks at you and goes. I haven't got an idea what that is. I don't know what that is. Yeah. As opposed to the doc said, yeah, I know exactly what's going on here. Matter of fact, there was something in a periodical that I read last week. There's some new treatment for this kind of condition. Rick, it's going to be okay. You need to be that same person in the eyes of your client. You're the insurance doctor. And you need to look at them and say, I understand this marketplace. I understand the exposure. We can choose to cover the exposure by putting it with an insurance company. You could self-insure there's new coverages out here. The insurance industry is changing. Um, you know, it's an industry that didn't change for a million years, and now it's changing all the time with new things coming into the uh, to in our environment. Yeah, and and that's an insurance professional, right? Versus the peddler out there. That's right. Yes. And if you're a peddler, you got a short life in this business for sure. Yeah. Yes. That's right. the The insurance doctor. That's not bad. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm changing my title. Yeah. There, there. I just gave myself a PhD. I'm a, yeah. 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 Well, you know, we used to say we hire PhDs all the time, poor, hungry, and determined. And they're out there ready to, these, these young men and women are out there doing their best to turn over stones and create new relationships and add clients. Yeah. Another quick comment. Uh, it's not that hard. It's really not difficult to stay educated. There's so much now that we get every day in our email box, for example, and you can kind of cull through and, you know, but uh, so it's not that difficult to do that. And what a good reminder to everybody to 
educate your clients and don't forget to do that. Uh, one of you guys made the comment that there's some, you know, maybe older producers that are just sort of sitting on their laurels and they're not doing that creates that opportunity, oh. you know, and, and also the other opportunity in a hardening market with rate increases and whatnot, obviously is generally prospective clients are a little more willing to, to maybe talk to you and see what you have to say. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And remember, we talk about this all the time with education, with keeping yourself current, there's jobs and there's occupations. If a job, you go to work every morning, you stand behind the counter and you sell auto parts and you don't need to worry about everything. Five o'clock, you leave and you close the door and everything is done. This is an occupation or it needs to be an occupation, which means your learning is never done. It, the, the, as we just said, the industry changes all the time. So over the weekend and the evenings, reading periodicals, reading things to keep yourself up to date, God knows it's out there everywhere, really is, that's part of your occupation. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that discussion amongst the coaches. If you are on this journey of becoming a preeminent producer, it is important for you to understand and know the industry that you're in. And if you'd like more information on continuing your education and becoming a preeminent producer and even working with the guys that you just listened to, be sure to check us out at thepreeminentproducer.com, thepreeminentproducer.com, and find out more about the advanced trainings and coaching programs that we offer to producers just like you. Until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.